This is JFM Podcast. Very good evening to you. Welcome to the program Nigeria Sunset on J101.9 here in Jones. My name is Ponsak Fanab. I'm hoping that uh, the Friday has been good. Today is a holy day for our Muslim brothers and sisters, and we are hoping that you did remember to pray for our great country, Nigeria. Good evening, sir. How's it going? Yeah, well, I have to say, sir. Well, um, let me enjoy the respect now. Okay. Well, it's not easy. Uh, the, the deal is, uh, it's not really been a good day for me. Uh, I think until we start seeing security issues that we are facing as a general problem, then that's almost about the only time we can think of making any form of progress. Yesterday, uh, in Undo State, a first-class traditional ruler, uh, the traditional ruler of Ifon in a local government in Undo State was killed, assassinated, or whatever it is, murdered in broad daylight. And just this afternoon, the wife of the chief of staff to the Undo State governor just got kidnapped. And now, we, we're Beginning to and this is just coming, I think two days ago, Fenifera had a meeting yes, in, same Undo, in the same Ondo state, Ondo state. And they yeah. asked the state governor, where exactly is the amount of money you spent on flouting your local security network, which is the Amotekun? And they've continued to ask all of these questions. Now, if if we feel it's none of our business because it's not coming close, it's not coming home to you, and then in as much as we don't pray all of these things happen, but if it comes this way, then maybe a lot of them should feel the pains that Nigerians are passing through. You can't even travel safely. You can't use the end of the road. To, I mean, in the last three days, I've read cases of 56 kidnapped people from eight people in Kaduna to 11 people here and there. You just keep hearing this news over and over again. And it's you don't like they're just which, numbers, you know, Yeah, example, you just, you which, don't, and, and the southern of Sokoto came out to give an emphatic statement that the north is the most difficult place to live in right now because people are moving around with AK-47 openly. It's and true. people have said now that uh, the conversation will come back. Are we supposed to restructure? Do, I mean, look at when we had the NSAS protest. A lot of people were, they were, they were counter-protest in some states within the north. They said they're not having issues with SARS. Yeah. Look at the problem we are facing right now. You know, now. really, it's not the issue of uh, restructuring because security is a basic it's problem. A, it's a basic it's problem. basic. It should be a given, you know, for example, because you've given part of your rights to the government in a social, social contract, uh, basically. It's, it's, it's very unfortunate. And I'm so, you know, right now the chief of staff, Mr. President, is, you know, has been touring around the country. I think he was in South South just some days ago. I uh, met with uh, leaders of thought and uh, talking to them, you know, about uh, getting their own interests and their own, you know, positions about our state of affairs. Uh, well, NEF, that is Northern Ellis Forum, has constantly lambasted the president, you know, Muhammad Obari for uh, the insecurity. And recall in 2015 when he was campaigning, three things, economy, security, infrastructure. Uh, but uh, uh, which one have we gotten, for example? Infrastructure, well, it's left for the Nigerian people to say security is left for the Nigerian people and, uh, you know, others. So judge for yourself. And that is why I always say that leaders are supposed to be involved in soul searching. Just like what Socrates would say, an unexamined life is never worth uh, living. Very, very sad uh, and unfortunate what happened there. Yeah, well, um, 
okay, I don't want to bring the issue of Dave Umai, you know, who came from the uh, PDP to the All Progressives Congress. Uh, well, lots of, you know, stories were following for you. I mean, we started with the unfortunate one, the wife of a Kerodolus chief of staff kidnapped in Ondo State, broad daylight. But something happened. Um, the Hispa morality, poli- I don't know if police are supposed to, or if there should be an organization that will police your morality. A radio station in Kano wanted to do Black Friday sales, oh. and Hispa wrote to that radio station saying that no, I know they are. Is they said uh, the, the Muslims see the Black Friday as a very holy day. So no, no, no. The Friday the is a holy day. It's a holy day. So should, yes. don't name it. But black is. I don't think even black is a color. No, I, I saw the letter. Function of I, I, I saw the letter. I have it on my phone, and it was well spelled out. And then a lot of people had continued to say that it seems we are even overlooking what the challenges we are facing. The second one is religion, and when it comes to the challenges, it becomes the problem of the poor people in the society. I mean, uh, I, I actually don't even want to talk about that stuff because immediately I saw this afternoon, the first thing that popped into my head is that we have a lot of more problems. Even the countries that practices 100% uh, Islam, the United Arab Emirates, the Dubais of this world, they are even the one, you know, sponsoring the Saudi Arabians of this world. Countries that we pay huge amount of money to go pay holy, uh, you know, pilgrimage. And these are core Islamic countries. And they are even still doing all of these things. I think we need to know that we've got more challenges to deal with I, 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 yeah. beyond selling our religion sentiment. Absolutely, I, I wouldn't want to, you know, hinge my view of the debate on religion. For me, it's purely ignorance because no, it's but economy. if you look at the content of that letter, if you look at the content, yeah, I know, of the letter, but you know, the the whole conversation from the first to the last paragraph was purely based on religion sentiment. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is that if they understand that Black Friday sales is all about economy. It's all about crushing the price of goods, yeah. you know, in the market, so that you know people. It's Can just afford. like a free market. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like it's a just, sell off. Yeah, Something you understand. should buy for hundred thousand. Yeah. If they spin and you bid, you can buy for as low as nine thousand. So it's, exactly it's, what yeah, it is. it's it's just you know at the end of the just economy. If the people understand that this thing is a function of economy, nothing to do with you know uh, the name Black Friday. It's just uh, a day that you know it's like okay, the land, the 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 power has been turned off. Speak whatever uh, you can pit in the dark. And That's just pay exactly me maybe one percent of the value that you know. So is but again, like I said, is a function of ignorance because I've never seen you know I've read you know part of the Quran. I've never seen where this one is uh, violating. But of course, a democratic society, so we respect the wish and you know what the uh, Hisbah wrote uh, there. But Shoshani is of the opinion that uh, or you know that he talks about virtually everything, virtually everything. Uh, this is what. Uh, Okay, Shul Sani, you know, said Fridays are sacred day of prayers. Muslims, whatever color is added to it, doesn't matter. His best threat against the phrase Black Friday is nonsensical. They should focus on the killings and kidnappings going on in their domains. Their services are needed on the battlefield. Okay, really interesting there. While Senator Ali Indumi has regained freedom after five years in Kujie prison.
prison. Five days. Five days. I say five years. I beg your pardon. Five days in Kuje prison. He has uh, regained freedom. Uh, I think he has uh, met uh, the bail condition. But yesterday, uh, when some of his colleagues visited him, I think yesterday or the day before, um, they he, they weren't allowed, you know, to see the senator uh, Ali in Dume. And a uh, lot of uh, is interesting. It's like you know when the coin, you know, in Nigeria because of how we don't respect the rule of law. When the big man goes to uh, jail, people are hey, people are happy, <laughs> you know. Uh, but when it is like a daily, you know, thing. So for me, I just want to see the functionality of this society where justice, social justice, and rule of law is going to is supersede everything. In but unfortunately, your class. Yeah, but our yeah. president made remarks that um, really not charitable, I would say, about uh, national interests proceeding, you know, uh, rule of yeah, law. Yeah, we have um, this story, Northern Elders Forum and the chairman of Maji Foundation are saying that uh, Babatunde Raji Fashala to honorably resign his position for failing to complete any project since his assumption of office as works minister five years ago. Well, Fashala said that uh, zoning, you read what you know he said, he said zoning is a gentleman agreement. It's not written anywhere. It but It wasn't documented. It's just for ease and tranquility. Just, you know, I like how he captured it. Uh, but, you know, these days in Nigeria, if you talk, uh, people will, you know, read meanings into it and you start seeing uh, mud slinging here and there. Well, that is that. Uh, we have an insert from Nde uh, uh, Gawan, former military head of state, head of state, basically. Uh, what the member of British Parliament, you know, said about him. Let's hear from him, uh, and then we'll come. We'll have two nurses, and we're going to talk about healthcare and uh, uh, you know issues around you know healthcare. Recall that this year has been declared Year of the Nurses, if I'm correct. Mm. Year of the Nurses, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, bringing nurses, you know, to talk about health. When uh, Bill Clinton came to um, Nigeria, and the criticism he gave about the economic recovery and growth plan of the president administration said spend heavily or invest in healthcare and education. But again, he was criticized. Well, let's listen to what uh, India Yakub Gawan has to say. Stay here. Uh, I'm really disappointed that uh, uh, the British parliamentarian, uh, you know, could take uh, such statement, uh, which from without checking the facts, uh, you know, of uh, what he was saying. And uh, I honestly, I honestly, in some, uh, I honestly was disappointed uh, that such a remark is made. But however, my, the record of my uh, uh, service to the nation uh, is there for everybody to see, and even the British government uh, it's, uh, itself. And uh, I don't know why somebody got the information needed to make such a very ridiculous uh, statement. So I'm disappointed with that one, and I hope the British authority uh, would really do something to really bring such a parliamentarian to order uh, to 
chases before he makes such allegation because it is more or less an insult to uh, the leadership of Nigeria. And certainly, an insult to, uh, to me uh, to, say, to say that it's something of, uh, of the sort. To take half of the Nigerian uh, central bank, and uh, of course, I took it to London. I, I must have probably put it in a British bank. So he should check uh, all the uh, British banks to see whether it's something in a, in a half. And you will be surprised that I was not uh, uh, in a for uh, many wondering uh, the problem that they are all against uh, today. Now, they would have received such information might be from uh, uh, from some somebody and if that is the case I think uh, as if, I mean, we deprecate I mean, such uh, action by such honorable uh, uh, people uh, we should also really call I mean, uh, uh, the, the informants uh, those who they got the information from which I believe would have been probably uh, Nigerians themselves. All right, glad you're still here. In case you just uh, tune in, this is Nigeria Sunset on J11.9 here in Jones. And, uh, well, um, my name is Ponsak Fanap, and Okpahemi is still here. Well, that was uh, in the Akubu Gawan. Basically, what he said is that I know that we apologize for the quality of the audio there. It's really poor. Uh, he basically said he's disappointed in the British um, Parliament, that uh, member of Parliament that, you know, said, you know, give, give facts that are untrue. True, you know, uh, trying to say his own part of the story, you know, basically. So uh, that's what basically he was saying. So apologies once again for that uh, uh, poor sound quality. We have two nurses here with us, and we're going to talk about healthcare need, especially here in Planter State. And the most popular hospital everybody goes to when he's sick is Juve. Uh, we're going to talk about that and, you know, sundry issue. We have two nurses, Nurse Lucy Yakubukuje. Good evening, uh, nurse, and thanks for coming. Thank you very much. Good and evening, listeners. Yeah, well, you're welcome. We have Nurse Kate Adeniran. Good evening, and thanks for coming. Thank you so much. Good All right. Evening, so, yeah, well, I'll say happy uh, nurses. Yeah, this is the year of the nurses. Sure. Thank uh, you. Yeah. So, uh, basically, talk to us about the healthcare basically i was talking with someone today and she said that i don't know if it's a global data or something that is just nigeria that one nurse ratio 32 patients and the ideal is supposed to be three or two why is that and does do you think the government knows about it i'll start with nurse kate adeniran Yes, ideally, it's not a global issue. Okay, it's not global, it's just Nigeria. Okay. In the Western world, that's the ideal thing, and that's what they practice. But here in Nigeria, it is difficult because of shortage of manpower, which, of course, government is aware of. We've been crying, we've been telling them that we're being overworked. And, of course, when you're overworked, you cannot give efficient nursing care because where you're supposed to take care of 
about four patients. You are taking care of 30 patients, 30, uh, 32 patients. How do you do that? How do you do that? How do you divide yourself? You are to monitor their vital signs. You are to monitor their condition, give drugs, bait them, feed them. Some are unconscious. They cannot even help themselves at mm. all. So how do you go about that? It is highly difficult, very difficult. So it's still a problem. In, I mean, a problem to nursing, especially in Nigeria today. Okay. And we hope it will be, you know, resolved. Yeah. No, sir. Lucy, do you think the government knows that there's a shortage of manpower of healthcare workers? Well, I think the government knows about that because nursing is a is a profession where they voice out, their voices are not silent. They speak out, and severally, this uh, plea has been taken to the from the grassroots, from the local government. From the, uh, to the state government and even to the federal level. And so what we're anticipating as t- this year, 2020, despite the challenges, is a year for the nurse and midwife. We, we hope that very soon government will do something about it because it has not been easy and they know about it. Some of the government officials usually visit the hospitals mm-hmm. and we also tell them. Do they visit to assess healthcare needs there or they just visit to check you know, what's happening there? Well, sometimes they assess, they check, but I think the policy system is slow. Okay. Okay, okay now, let me pick it from uh, you saying the policy system is low, not Lucy. Uh, 2020 had been, just like it's been declared as the year of the nurses, it shows that there's been a lot of pressure on the nurses, the medical personnel, laboratory scientists all around the world, uh, the pandemic, having to deal with so many of these problems. And even in this part of the world, just this year we're declared polio-free in Nigeria. We still have Lassa fever to contend with, we still have malaria to contend with you know mother and child mortality so much of this problem but in the midst of all of these challenges in the midst of the challenges and risks to your life what has been this factor that has kept you going they would always say that you can't pay medical personnel it's a call to service but in the midst of all of these challenges your hazard allowance all of this conversation what has been that factor that has kept you going well as humans and trained and certified nurses and midwives. You know, it's part of the training to, 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 to persevere. You understand? And the first thing we do is to see that the, the person that needs your care is being given. So as nurses, we improvise a lot, you know, in order to meet up these challenges, even though, you know, I will give it, I will rate it just maybe 50% or so. So we, we, we try our best, and from the training, you know, you persevere, you go extra length, use your own resources, you know, despite the challenges, you know, no hazard allowance, you know, the welfare package is very, very poor, but we go extra length, you know, use our own resources to make sure we fix some of these things, to, to be sure that the, the person that needs help from you is being given attention. Okay, now, uh, uh, Nurse Kate, um, I'm sure you definitely still add up to what she said. Uh, but 
in all of the challenges the world had faced this year, uh, what had been the winning line for you? Now, uh, we've dealt so hard, or let me say the pandemic had dealt so badly with us, and the numbers are still flying out of the blocks. Uh, most countries in the world now are experiencing the second wave of the pandemic. I mean, the US yesterday, there was over 178,000 new cases with over 2,000 deaths in just one day. But now, the year is coming to an end, and Pfizer had come out to say, we've got 93 percent efficiency on uh, uh, the uh, what, uh, what is now uh, the, the, vaccine. the vaccine for the COVID-19. Like two, other, two or three other vaccines had passed that clinical stage where they are now applying for license to administer now. What had been the winning moment for you in this 2020 as an individual and secondly as a health practitioner? I mean, we've seen cases of health practitioners dying in the line of duty. A very, a very dear friend of mine died in Katsina a couple of months back because he was treating a Lassa fever patient in Katsina in this modern generation now. So, Noskate, what had been, uh, you know, the winning point for you? What had been the positive signs in 2020 for you? Thank you so much. As a trained nurse, we are called to serve. And part of our service is to be emphatic. What I mean is that is to empathize with patients. You can see your patient dying even in the midst of COVID. We faced it squarely. And seeing your patient recover, it's a joy. It's mm. a winning thing for you. It's a joy, joyful thing for us. And um, um, there are so many things, you know. The patients are actually, they need your help. You cannot just leave them to die. You can, it's not part of our training at all. You put in all your efforts, like she has rightly said, to see this patient, you know, bring, you know being brought back to her normal or his normal uh, life. That is what we are trained to do. Okay, now let's come to Plato now. Uh, the states are, you know, suffered some shortage of manpower facilities at some point in the course of the pandemic where the, the state was declared as an epicenter. I, a friend of mine, myself and a friend of mine went to NVRA in Vom, and I spoke to a couple of people there and it was obvious that it's the same problem that we have in Plateau Specialist Hospital, the same problem we have in Juice, the same problem we have, we have everywhere. Shortage of equipment, shortage of manpower. At some point we read that these surgical marks were not even available in most hospitals on the plateau. Now, what do you think the government of the, of the state should do in terms of focusing more attention on healthcare? Probably, do you think it should be from maybe the primary healthcare level, the secondary healthcare level, or the, uh, you know, the, the big level now? What do you think the government of the state should do to improve healthcare situation on the plateau, Nose Lucy? Number one, they should first of all employ more nurses and midwives right mm. from the grassroots. After that, they ensure they equipped their facilities right from the grassroots. Because it's not every case, you know, we have, as you said, from the, from the local level mm. to the state level and the tertiary, which is due here in the, on the plateau, you know. It's not just when somebody feels headache, you start rushing to jute, you know. It's not supposed to be like that. But they have to rush there because amongst these three, it is jute that still stands, still some stands shoulder balance, at least still yes. have some standards and still have some equipment and they have more hands, more specialists that can attend to such situation. So what I want to tell or maybe say to the state government is more hands, 
they should go back and renovate and also you know some of these uh, hospitals have been closed down because of shortage of manpower and it's not really functioning you know i want to tell the state government to go back to the grassroots and start you know rebuild and make sure it starts from there and fix everything appropriately the way it's supposed to be Okay, thank you. Okay, no kids. Uh, I know you would add to what she said, but this week is your celebration week, and I know you have a lot of this activities. year, even this, this year, year yeah, exactly. uh, lined up uh, to celebrate this week. Yesterday we had some nurses as well. I think I had Nurse Nora and Nurse Ilia with me on the show yesterday morning. And can you just tell us, you know, what the week had been for you, or what the year had been for in terms of activities to celebrate the International Day of Nurses and Midwives? It has been a great week and a great year. Um, I want to thank God that in the midst of this pandemic, we never lost any nurse, even in the just University Teaching Hospital. Mm. We never lost any nurse, and I always appreciate God. And we've been preparing also to, you know, to make impact, to reach out to our patients, especially the children. We are preparing that on the 3rd of December. Is going to be the real celebration uh, day, so we. So that's next week. Next week, okay. yes. So we are all, you know, hands on deck, you know, you know, to reach out to the children, the children, the uh, antenatal women. Though we cannot reach out to everybody because we have uh, large numbers of patients, you know, in the teaching hospital in Jute. So I, you know, with the economic. Um, situation in Nigeria, it's our desire to reach out to every patient, but it's not quite possible. It's just the kids. Except, sorry? Just the children. The ch- no, not only the children, okay. the antenatal, you know, the expectant uh, mothers, mothers okay. and uh, you know, the women also carrying baby, the women that have just given birth but to okay. babies. Yeah. So that is what we are out to do. Okay. And as God helps us, if we can reach out, it's our desire to reach out to every patient. Let's let, the resources. Let's talk about you know your work schedule because if you you're, there's no sufficient manpower, I'm sure that all of you are required to work extra you know <laughs> hours. How does that you know make you feel? And do you get any form of compensation or reimbursement for the overstretching of you know your work schedule? For example, Nurse Lucy. Well, thank you for that question. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother's a nurse, so I have to yeah, say, I, I, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I laughed because amidst all these challenges, yeah. we're still happy. Yes. Because without a happy heart, you can't reach out to your patients. Your patient may die. So you have to put on a strong face, a strong mind, and reach out even to these patients. Even if the body is not strong yes, enough. Yes, even if the body even is not strong enough. Even if the motivation is not strong you, enough. Sometimes you will just be at home, you'll be called to come and walk. You know, you are not ready. You still go out and reach out. And by the grace of God, God has been giving us the strength to do it. You know, we have to do it because you know that some people are lying there helpless. We go out, reach out. At the end of it all, I must tell you, nothing, nothing, but we still go home mm-hmm. happily. So, so yeah, add, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, let, let, you don't eat. <laughs> you don't eat. Yes, no don't take clothes in a senance, yeah? No time. We don't eat. You don't eat? You don't eat. No time. During work hours? You uh-huh. don't have time to eat. It's not as if the food is not there. Sometimes I take my food, I bring food to work, I take it back home. Because it's so, you know, it's so overwhelming. 
it's overwhelming that you have to this one is calling you so how do you deal with your stress levels you know if it goes up you know and things like that we face a lot of you know stress but the joy of it is to see that your patients recover and they're happy they meet you out mm-hmm. outside oh do you know me i'm so so person you helped and this and that you know i'm always joyful i'm always overwhelmed with joy and seeing your patient back on their feet and being rehabilitated back to what they used to do it is a satisfaction okay. to us as nurses. But has your union, you know, complained that uh, more recruitment should be done to cover for the manpower because you're not machines? Sure. Yeah, one day, you know, the body majors, they said, if you don't rest, your body will force you to rest. Uh, we don't want that situation. But have you, as your union now, complained to the uh, management of the hospital to say, please, we need more hands, you know, we're breaking down our bodies. Is That is sure. Our union, the NAM, that's the National Association of Nigerian Nurses and Midwives mm. branch. I've really done a lot, even with its members. I will not just say the exco. You know, individually, as unit heads, as the coordinators and what have you, have really gone far and on daily basis as nurses because we are the ones that come in face. Our voice is the first to be heard. And you are the last to go out with our voice after saying bye to the patients, mm-hmm. you know. So our voice has really gone far to talk to the to them. Our union members, I must give them a kudos to that. And all the NAM members in Jude have really tried their best. All we are looking up to now and praying to God is to see that the government listen to our plights. So how are working tools are now Sardinia around you? Is it sufficient? Can you compete with counterparts, you know, in other places? We just want to highlight the problems because the government, the policymakers are listening. Yeah. Yeah, we cannot say it's sufficient. Sufficient. To the government, you know. Uh, but, you know, you are painting the situation as... It, uh, pardon me, no enough manpower. No PPEs. No tools, you no know, to see, work. It's not as if it's absolutely no. no. Okay. Let's, okay. You know, let's make it. Okay, there's insufficient. It's insufficient. It's okay. insufficient. So it's insufficient. It's so maybe they want you to perform no. magic. It's not absolutely no, because, you know, this um, PPE, you know, they are quite expensive to, you know, to purchase and... Uh, we are many as nurses, mm. but we still the state government has actually tried of recent in the face of this uh, COVID-19, pandemic, yeah. COVID nineteen, because you know you need to get yourself kitted, prepared before you can face COVID. It doesn't have respect for anybody, mm-hmm. so you have to really kit yourself from head to toe for you to face them. So, but it's not enough. We had so many nurses, maybe two nurses or three nurses on duty per day, and. The gloves are not enough. You don't just wear ordinary gloves. You mm. need surgical gloves mm-hmm. as well as the disposable gloves. Mm. Your mask must be N95 mask to face them. Most time with respirators. And you must have your gown, the complete gown. The gowns are expensive, but we know the comments can actually help us out. Okay. To get because you have to, you know, you have to be safe to mm. kit yourself. You have to, to get yourself other people before you can face other. Okay, people. now let me let me ask you, Nurse Lucy. Um, we're going into the new year, and just like we are seeing in other countries of the world, I want us to talk a little bit because uh, this is obviously the biggest health challenge the world had faced uh, since maybe after the World War Two. We've mm-hmm. not had this much to deal with. Uh, talking about the pandemic now, countries around the world are reporting cases of second 
second wave and they are even going maybe worse than the first wave had been now there are conversations on the plateau that the reason why we think our number is low is because testing had stopped for a while because the tubes are not so much available now Peradventure, the test resumes and then the numbers keep going up. What would you suggest that the government should do? We knew what we faced when the state was locked down. Economically, security-wise, people were practically, you know, scavenging for food. No palliative, no support system. What would you suggest to the government, to the government should do now to prepare in case we report waves of this COVID-19? What do you think the government should do? Well, based on the experience at the first first phase mm. of the pandemic, I expect that by now the government should have been putting things in place. Things like what? You let's know, let's start from there. Mm. You know, all those equipments that are supposed to be used in the hospital, especially because when somebody comes down with COVID nineteen, definitely will be treated in the hospital mm -hmm. and isolation centers. They should add more hands. That is why we are really pleading for more hands. Mm in order to take care of this. And they put things in place, you know, in the hospital, the equipment, the syringes, all those disposable things, you know, they put it in place. The first phase, they said they were not ready. Mm. So now- But now we should be ready. But now they should be ready mm. as well. They should put wow. this in place so that it will work well. Okay. In addition, there should be more sensitization mm. because it's like, you know, we. You know, it has really gone down. So we feel we are to, safe now. Are safe. <laughs> you will look so odd when you go to the market. You are you wearing masks? It will look like you are the you one so, with the virus. Yeah. So, so people look at what is so serious about this thing. No, nobody, you know, takes attention to it. Okay, even wash your hands or, you know, um, wear your mask. They don't take it seriously any longer. So the government should not relent in sensitizing the public. Hmm. You know, Okay, let's open the phone lines. You can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. 09098-848848. We've been uh, speaking with Nurse Lucy Kuje, Yakubu Kuje, and uh, Nurse Kate Adenera. We're looking at uh, uh, the work, the good job that nurses uh, uh, do, especially we're bringing here and, you know, localizing it in Plato State, uh, for example. And they said one nurse ratio 32 patients approximately well uh there was a data right you know some years ago that one doctor ratio over 1000 you know patients so if one nurse is to take care of 32 and the international standard is uh one doctor 300 patients approximately or uh on the, for the nurses is one nurse two patients if i'm correct right <laughs> so we're looking at this and uh, many other issues you can go to our social media platforms to post and make your comments there on Twitter. We're at, at JFMJones and on Facebook, facebook.com slash JFMJones. That is our um, Facebook address. You can call 90 Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Uh, we're listening. We're glad you called. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umara. I'm calling from Tisanti Junction. Well, listening, Sadiq. Yes, actually, I will comment to the nurses there. Actually, when we serve nurses, when it comes to health, it is very, very hard work that they have been doing. Somebody like me, I have, I have an experience with them because I did my IT with the Jude in 2014, whereby I work under the nursing service. You see how this no 
vessels are working. So it is very, very recommendable. I think if the government cannot able to present the advances, they will not have that uh, eligibility of working. So we hope the government will see them too. And they should continue to do their best work. Because when we come to uh, manpower now, we know that there's no manpower. Yes, we bring them into frustration. But they have to take a temper mind to uh, communicate with people. Because uh, the issue of tools, we see our government when we check our hospitals, there is not something to talk about. Because the federal government, the, how much are they investing in what? They are not investing anything on that. Thank you, Sadiq. Thank you, Sadiq. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Sadiq. Have a good evening. Thanks for calling. Hello and good evening. Thanks for calling. Well, hello. You need to turn down the volume of your radio, please. You turned down already. We're glad you called. Talk to us. Tell us your name, please. That's great, comrade. Speaking from Bachelor Bernard. We're listening, comrade Bernard. God bless you for what you're doing anyway. Wonderful loving nurses in the house. Mm. Good evening and God bless you too. Good evening, sir. Uh, that? Uh, you see, when you people are generally stuck as if we are overheating the quality, we are neither here nor there. Health-wise, wumbling, fumbling, educational-wise, social security. So which way are we going to embark on? Okay, look, I want a ratio of one to 30 people. This country, and this is a country chapter two for section for The first priority of any government, any visionary government, is security and social security of people, which include the health. So, the issue is that it's not the issue of You know why American soldiers die for their country? It's motivation. I pity them, I pity the Nazis, I pity some people who are this delegator. Okay, why don't you even review their wages? You know that any first degree in working in NPC receives more than four, five, four to five hundred million thousand. What they are they are here? These people pampering with the coronavirus, with the indemnity, even with real equipment. What are we talking about? We should touch our mind, we should think very well. Thank you. Well, thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we got you late. Let's take some comment on Facebook, but let me take this tweet. Um, this is coming from... Okay, we have lots of um, tweets, by the way. Uh, this is coming from Nas, Nyango Gomjohn. Nas, he say, The state of our health institution in this country is so bad that you wonder if these are treatment centers or disease-sharing centers. Mm -hmm. Since our independence, things are getting worse day by day. When the president is sick and his relations, they travel out. Hard slim. Okay, not for us. Nas, Nyango Gomjohn, uh, is saying, Budget for health is nothing to write home about. The staff welfare, the environment, the equipment to use all bad. It's only Nigeria they will refer you to from a federal teaching hospital to a private clinic. If our leaders should be forced to use our hospital, things will change. I've never thought of it, Dr. me that from a teaching hospital, they will refer you to a private clinic, not even a hospital, <laughs> a clinic. It's unimaginable. Samson Pam Gang is saying, they leave our local hospitals and health facilities in a state of decadence because they fly abroad for medical tourism. Like MJ said, they don't ke really care about us. Our government needs to wake up and be responsible to the citizens. Bodyface is saying, Nigeria's population is a burden, ticking time bomb, waiting to explode. The government at all levels seems unconcerned about it. To make matters worse, most of the general hospitals in the country are glorified clinics. Hambali Danladi Bako is saying it's so appalling the rising of insecurity in Nigeria. We really need an emergency approach in this regard. In this regard, please, government should recruit more security personnel and improve their welfare and gadget uh, they need so as to foster them do their job diligently. Um, this is coming from Hambali saying uh, the problem with Nigeria is education and, and education and health are underfunded in our budget. We never even we've never met the minimum amount UNESCO advocated for. That's why we're here now. Nigeria need Nigeria need leaders with vision, irrespective of religion and ethnicity. Uh, do okay, I don't understand that, so I'm not going to read it. Haji Salim is saying, we in the north are our problems. Our problem is religious. Corona came. Some religious leaders say no corona because of the non-acceptance of vaccines in the north. See what is happening. If only our leaders would do the needful in our health systems, may God help us and God bless JFM. Say thank you. Let's take some Facebook comments. Sigi Manari says, the healthcare system in this country is nothing to write home about since the president himself runs out of the country for medical attention. And even the clean in Asurok, after the huge budget year in year out, can't take care of the president. It's a clear indication that uh, your is your case. Barrister Lo and Richang says the Nigerian leaders do not care about our health system uh, because they usually fly out for treatment. But God is watching. The funnest part is the hazard allowance of the health workers. Please be careful with your movement these days uh, due to the insecurity in the country. Thank you. Moses Yaro says uh, the healthcare providers are well trained, but the health facilities don't reciprocate that welfare package for them is nothing to write home about how can a well-trained health worker provide work in a substandard hospital and expect the best to come out a doctor cannot work uh protestantly without ease or a stethoscope the healthcare system cannot function efficiently without modern medical facilities the government must prioritize the health of its citizens if actually they care about them uh, thank you very much moses yaro uh, it still baffles me to see that our government don't spend enough on the health sector but can buy a 
50 million car each for lawmakers and anytime they have a slight headache they fly out i it pains me to know that the masses are the ones paying for the sins of our leaders kennedy amagog says nigerian leaders seek medical tourism as a way of showing how big they are not knowing that it is the same nigerian doctors they go over there to go and shoot them they don't want to keep our local hospitals but i thank god man no be god okay uh, but simon david says until we ban foreign medical treatment of the members of the political class in nigeria we never get things right here jugo jugology says um the government of our country don't invest in health sector because the politicians always go outside the country for medical treatment they don't care neither the citizens exist or not every year the budget will set aside for the health sector but nothing to show for it stephen asham says it's quite unfortunate with the kind of government we have in this part of the world where they think only for themselves our hospitals have become dead traps instead of life-saving facilities with the hashtag say no to killers uh don moses akman says well for me this government no even care for the citizens there's no hope in the apc government 2023 is the key andrew amos says it's a shame that our leaders to be going out of the country for medical checkups because they don't care about our country's healthcare system uh with the hashtag the nation weeps uh let me squeeze in one or two then our guests would respond steve zua peter says it's so unfortunate that our government are less concerned about the state of health facilities in our nation but I'm not surprised because they believe the African notion that says disease don't they kill African man. Okay. Uh, Tabji Michael Shekhov says, uh, okay, this person is asking, uh, did pimples have medicine? Okay. I guess that person is dealing with some personal, uh, you know, Acne. stuff that needs attention. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, uh, maybe you would like to respond to some of the comments. Anybody can go first. Thank you. Yeah. They have said quite a lot. Thank you for the several commentations about nurses. Well, I believe that the government as well as are listening to us. Just like they said, that the, the government should step up their efforts in equipping our hospitals, our clinics. And I, somebody said here, it's only in Nigeria you see they refer to from teaching a, hospital to which a is clinic. wrong, which is not supposed to do like it to be like that. But sometimes you find out that the health personnel don't have a choice. If the if the clinic, the the private clinic that in which the patient is being referred to has a facility that will take care of him, they don't have a choice. They have to do it instead of leaving the patient to die. So I think the government are listening. They should also step up concerning that and do the appropriate thing. Thank you. Yeah, Nasl um, Kate, do you want to? Yes, thank okay. you so much. Uh, there are cases, you know, where um, you know the teaching hospital is actually a referral center. So the reverse should be the case that mm. you know private hospitals should refer their cases to the teaching hospital. But where the where sometimes the equipment are not actually you know functional, so maybe a private hospital has it. So you have to. You know, refer the. It's not as if you are referring the patients per se. It's for investigations in most cases. You know, where maybe MRI is not working or CT scan is not working. Maybe some private hospitals that have it, you know, could be referred. In addition, nurses need to be motivated. 
we need because motivation is what we you know is the drive is the is the drive that will make the nurse to work you know harder motivation in the sense of you know maybe our remuneration our you know hazard allowances and so many things that are accrued unto us we have to have them mm. so we need a lot of motivation in you know carrying out your duties yes. yeah. okay okay let's take more phone calls hello and good evening we got too late sorry about that hello oops not working zero nine zero nine eight uh eight four eight eight four eight or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine hello oops what's happening well uh let me see twitter if you have any tweets zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine hello hello thanks for calling yeah, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Talk to us. We're glad you called. Thank you. Go ahead, Glamour Designer. Make your uh, contribution. Well, for the good job, you guys are doing well. I think God is the strength GFM for information and entertainment. You see, the, the problem we have in this country is that we don't have reliable people. And we don't have people who sincerely have this nation in this country. It's not like a health sector. It's the first primary work Nigerians need to do and the leaders need to look onto. They suffer, those people have been suffering and all that. They need to look at their services. And there is nothing, the, 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 the equipment they are using. They don't have enough facility in this country. And that is why you see sometimes the, 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 the witness and the politicians travel out of the country. And not knowing that in your place you need to put your home down so that you have a good services. If you go in, a, in the whole world, Nigeria is one of the best. You, you find one of the best, the doctors. In U.S., in London, U.K., everywhere. But we don't value ourselves. If these people are really in Nigeria, let them come back home and do the needful so that Nigeria will be a better place. If not, that thing that is shaking bush every day, one day it will come out of the road. And that is why you see bandits, all that is kidnapping everywhere in this country. So let them do the needful and put Nigeria in good shape. So that Nigeria will be a better place, so that the youth will have jobs to do. Thank you. Thank you very much, and God bless you. I have a good evening. Thank you, thank you, Glamour. Hello. Oh, I wanted to say that would be the last call, but I was tempted not to. But you know, it happened. So maybe it works with my as a mind reading. I don't know. Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Hello. Oops. Hello. Good evening, Mr. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Talk to us. My name is Frank. Frank, we're listening. I'm calling from Road. We're listening to you. Um, I know, well, the health industry is actually in a bad shape. It's obvious because, uh, like, let me use this for example. Like, the, for five months, the MRI machine hasn't been working. And at CT scan, they have to refer to total grant for CT scan. MRI, they have to go to both chief, which is very uncomfortable. For it is not so to be referring patients to other institutions for investigation. It's on top of that is not supposed to be for our country. You understand? Mm. And again, there's one very important thing we need to talk about uh, the relationship between the health workers is paramount. You see most times 
between the health workers, they are even fighting themselves. Understand? Because if the health workers will bring them together in the teaching hospitals of this country, form a, a, a strong alliance, if they put all this, uh, forget the issue of uh, non-payment of salaries, increment in salaries, and other. If they say, okay, our health insurance is not working, let's go on strike for that alone. It's okay. something. Interesting. If doctors, nurses, pharmacists, lab scientists, and automatically they were to come together and embark on strike just for something, okay, I think it's going to help us a lot in this country. You understand? Instead of most times they go on strike just because of their remuneration, it doesn't, we cannot continue like that for a country like Nigeria. For our politicians, we we'll leave them to God. God is, everybody is going to answer for himself. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this will be the uh, calls we'll take. Please, in your final responses, talk to us about anything we need to know about uh, the uh, comment, the um, um, nurses' week, you know, so to say, and of course, respond to some of the comments, especially the last caller saying, you nurses fight amongst yourself. How correct is that? Well, it's not uh, absolutely correct. Nurses are... You know, we work as a team with the doctors and other healthcare, you know, um, um, workers like the lab technicians or lab uh, scientists and the pharmacists. We work. There's no how you can be together without having one or two things. So it's a normal agree, thing. Yeah. You know, to decide. Let's be very you know, Honest, sincere. Yeah. Is, you know, but we disagree to agree in most cases. You know, all is for the benefits of the patients. And I also want to correct him that it's not often time that we go on strike just for our own interest, maybe mm. for remuneration mm. or for health, uh, hazards and all those stuff. We also go on strike oftentimes also for the patient's interest to make the patient you know comfortable and to be able to get what is due unto them. So it's not often time we go for go on strike because of our enumeration. Okay. So that should be corrected okay. too. All right. Okay. Thank you, Nosketa Deni Ranos Lucy Yakubu Kuje. Yeah. The last caller Frank said it. That there should be a relationship, a good relationship amongst the health caregivers, mm. which is true. And I, I I want to believe that with the several awareness, even doctors, I usually hear them on air, or several other professionals too, I will, maybe he, he's, he's not been following up. And I want to tell Frank that it's no longer that we unite together to form a team so that the work will go on fine and smoothly and I think it has gone headway and we are really achieving the goal in order to meet our patients' needs. No more fighting among the elders. As she said, we disagree to, to agree. agree. No course, more fighting. When we disagree it's just to make agree. sure the work is done properly. Thank you. Thank you, Nurse uh, Lucy Akubukuje. Thank you very much for coming. And thank you, uh, Nurse uh, Keda Deniran. Very interesting conversation. By me, your final word. Uh, well, as the world prepares for the 3rd of December, I would continue to appreciate the effort of the uh, you know, health personnel, especially the frontline health workers across the board. Whether you're a midwife, you're a nurse, a doctor, a lab scientist, as much as you've played a huge role in science taking the lead this year, 
We appreciate everything every one of them are doing. And we're appealing to the government. This is the same song we keep singing over and over again. The government has got to come to the aid of these people. There's a point where what drives you, where that passion, where patriotism will be stretched. And you need to take care of yourself and your families as well. We're appealing to the government to do the needful. Equip the health facilities that we have in the country. You know, encourage and boost the morale of the health workers. And then we can go, you know, ahead from there. Well, nurses, a voice to lead, nursing the world to health. Wish you all the best in your uh, endeavors and, you know, programs. Have a very good evening. Stay tuned to the new stop of the hour, 6 o'clock. My name is Ponsak Fanat. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.